You're listening to the Angela Henderson Online Business Show, episode 281. Hey there, you amazing human, and welcome to the Angela Henderson Online Business Show, the podcast that is designed for female entrepreneurs who want to make more money in a way that is in alignment for them. If you're looking for practical advice, proven strategies, and expert insights to help you navigate the challenges of growing your business, then you've come to the right place. Welcome, my friend. I am your host, Angela Henderson, a proud Canadian living in beautiful Australia, and I'm a business coach, consultant, and strategist who has helped thousands of women around the world build successful businesses. Through solo episodes and interviews with successful business owners, industry experts, and thought leaders, you'll get insider insights into what it takes to succeed in today's digital age. Whether you're struggling to scale your business, looking for ways to boost your productivity, or seeking ways to overcome the challenges of being an entrepreneur, this show has everything you need to succeed and more. So subscribe, pop your headphones on, and get ready to creating the business and life you deserve today by allowing the Angela Henderson Online Business Show help you create a winning strategy, develop the right mindset, and build lasting wealth. Hey there, you beautiful soul. How is your week going? My week has been fabulous. It's currently two weeks of school holidays here in Brisbane, Australia anyways. So currently in holiday mode, creating memories with the little ones. Now I just was like, I could go on and on about holiday making mode, but I'm like, Angela, focus. We are here to chat about scaling today. Scaling a business is no small feat. I know this firsthand after scaling not one, but two successful businesses. It requires a combination of strategic planning, innovative thinking, and relentless determination. So on today's podcast, you're in for a treat as we have the amazing Beck as my guest, who's going to be sharing with you what it really takes to scale your business. We talk about what is scaling, who should scale their businesses, do you need a team to scale? There's so much we unpack in this particular episode. It is a brilliant, brilliant conversation between Beck and myself, and I cannot wait to share it with you. But before we get started, this episode is sponsored by my four-day exclusive Bali retreat for women in business. Picture yourself surrounded by the stunning landscapes of Bali, emerged in a supportive community of driven women from various industries. During this retreat, you'll engage in intimate workshops, thought-provoking mastermind sessions, expert-led panels, all tailored to help you level up for your business. From strategic planning and goal setting to branding, marketing, insights, all of it has been carefully curated in order for you to be able to run and grow a successful business. But it's not all business. Imagine indulging in rejuvenating spa treatments, exploring the vibrant local culture, and networking in breathtaking settings. This is a retreat you do not want to miss out on. It is happening October 19th through to the 22nd. You're going to want to join me and the other amazing humans that are coming. Head to AngelaHenderson.com.au and secure your ticket because it is going to be epic. It is going to be mind-blowing. And for just to, to secure your spot, it is $75. Now, let's get into today's episode on scale. Welcome to the show, Beck. Hi, so great to be here. Thank you for having me. Yes, super excited to have you here today. I mean, we've just recently connected and it's just always good to meet good humans. And so I'm thrilled to have you here. Uh, And I was also just on yours recently. And that's the beauty about collaborations. I say this often and people might get sick about it. But the reality of it is, is there's always opportunity if you choose to look for opportunity. And collaborations is such a great way to build a relationship with someone new but also to help cross-promote your stuff to someone else's audience, um, look at potential things that you can do together. Like there's so much awesomeness. And so if you have a podcast or a blog or you want to do a giveaway together, always be thinking about how can you collaborate with other people? Because that's how we met. We're like, yep, we want to do a podcast swap. We're like, yep, 
I've got to know you, you've got to know me. And it's just such this beautiful thing uh, when it's the right people. Not all collaborations will work out, but I felt good with you. You felt good with me. And here we are today. So never underestimate the power of a good collaboration. Oh, I so, I so, so agree with that. And it's been really great getting to know you and connecting and getting to collaborate in this way. You know, I love it. Now, today we're going to be talking about what it really takes to scale your business. But before we get started on the show, I always like to ask my guests a fun question so that the listeners get to know you a bit of it, a little bit better. So you have two kids, two boys, you have a four-year-old and you've just recently had your second child. So my question that I like to ask you is what is your favorite part of being a mom? Oh, that is a great question. I think my favorite part today, because I'm sure this answer would change depending on what day of the week you'd ask me. Yes. My my favorite part today is I think being able to witness and see the world through the eyes of somebody experiencing it for the first time. Mm. You know, I think we we so often forget that as adults and, you know, the curiosity and the wonder and the play and the ability for kids to just go out and like try new things without worrying about what they look like or if it's going to work or if it's going to fail. Like, I just think that that experience of being able to, you know, witness that in real time is, is just such a, a, such a blessing. I think, I don't know what your thoughts are, but also like as an entrepreneur and as the older we get and the more obviously T1 or T2 trauma we've had in our life and whatever else Stumia has been thrown, we do stop playing. We do mm-hmm. stop taking risks. We do stop believing in ourselves. Our confidence does get a little bit shattered here and there. And so again, it, I agree with you being with kids, there's nothing, right? Yeah. They are like, I'm here and I'm ready. And they don't give a fuck really about anything or anything. <laughs> and I think there's something to be said about not giving a fuck right? Yes, 100%. And and I encourage people, you know, to think about today, what could you give less fucks about? Because the more people pleasing you are, there is a direct correlation about the more happiness you will have in your life and also the more revenue you will have in your life Mm -hmm. because you're always people pleasing. So again, where can you give less fucks is what I would say today. Now, that's not what we're specifically talking about today. (laughs) I shouldn't think that should be renamed the podcast episode. But anyways, (laughs) but today we are talking about what does it really take to scale our business? And I'd like to start off because I'm curious to know your thoughts about this. How does someone know that they're ready to scale or even if they want to scale for their business? Because scaling, I believe, isn't for everyone. So I'm curious to hear what your thoughts are around scaling. Yeah, I love this question because it's so true. I I think, you know, there's this real pressure in the online space. You know, if you look out there on Instagram or social media or anything about like, it's always geared towards growth and scaling and, you know, hitting the next milestone. Mm-hmm. And I think when we look out, out, we can internalize some of those external pressures. And what I work with my clients to do is get really clear on their why and Mm. really stay grounded and connected to, you know, why are you in business in the first place? And so that often has, you know, two kind of focuses. It'll be, you know, well, I'm here because I want to serve and support the people who are in my community, who I feel called to serve, and I'm doing it in this way. Mm-hmm. And then there'll be that like personal why around, well, I want to have the freedom to, you know, have more time with my family, or I want to mm-hmm. have, you know, the freedom to live, you know, the laptop lifestyle, you know, there'll be a personal why in there as well around why you want to be your own boss and, and run your own business. And so when you can firstly get really clear on that 
why, then you can go, okay, well, what does that mean then for the goals that I want to set? What's my vision for the business? Is it that we're growing and scaling? And there will probably also be different seasons for people. So there'll be times when you are in a big growth phase where you are focused on scaling. And then there might be other times when you're in a a season of holding and a season where you're just kind of coasting along, doing what you're doing, maintaining what you've already built. And there's no right or wrong. It's just about being really clear on, you know, why you're in business, where you're headed right now in this season and what's working best for you without any of those, you know, external pressures uh, and, you know, really coming home to yourself and being really clear on that from, you know, within first and foremost. Yes. And I think though, the problem we have is most women won't sit down. I'm talking about women because I know that's predominantly who we both serve. Do you know what I mean? But yeah. most women won't carve out the time to look at that. Oh, yes. they'll, they'll jump straight to, again, I, and I say this often about funnels, they'll jump at marketing, they'll talk at this, but it's like, how can you steer the ship to what marketing you want to do if you don't understand what you actually want? Because yes. there have been people who come to me and they're like, you know, you know, I just had a discovery call with this person today who's making 1.5 million. And she's like, and I was like, well, what is it that you want? And she's like, I don't really know. She's yeah. like, I don't know. She's got, I've got the money. Profit margin is over 50%, which is crazy good. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. She's like, but I don't really know. She's like, that's yeah. why I'm here. I need someone. I need to carve out space to sit and find out who I am. And, and through that discovery call, again, what she said to me is she said, thank you for allowing me to realize like, cause I talked about like loss and grief, wherever there's loss, there's grief. She's yeah. in this transition period between you mean seasons of motherhood. Right. And there's, so there's, there's grieving element. She's like, oh, she's like, I didn't even know that that's what it was, but I felt this heaviness and she's like, but then I feel this pressure, pressure to grow. And I was like, yeah, but what makes you happy? And she's like, I don't know anymore. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I also encourage you if you're listening today and we're looking at scaling to go back to those bare basics again, like what Beck said, why why are you doing it? That's the surface level. And then ask yourself, but why? And then ask yourself, but why? And every time a why you're going to get further and further to why you're actually doing what you're doing, you know? So uh, making money is great, but that's not really why you're in business. None of us are really in here to make more money. We want to make more money, but what will more money allow you to have? Yeah, And with scaling, as we'll talk about soon, is there's also problems with scaling. Do you know what I mean? There's other things that you may not have ever had to deal with that you have to deal with at scale. So let's start with, as we're now got this over about when you should scale, when are you ready to scale? What does that look like? What are the common misconceptions about what it takes to scale a business? Oh, this is such a good, a good question as well. I think so. I think this is probably two pronged and it probably depends really where people are sitting kind of mindset wise. Mm. I think there will be this, in some cases, this feeling of, you know, am I able to do it? Like this imposter syndrome, this like, you know, this misconception around like, you know, how hard it is. So there'll be some people who will think like, it's really, 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 really hard and they'll overcomplicate the whole process. Yeah. Um, And then there can be the opposite of that too. And almost going in, going, you know, this will be super easy. And then whenever you might hit, you know, some kind of roadblock, which inevitably happens in business, right? There's always challenges. Um, then it'll be like, oh, I'm doing something wrong here. Like, why isn't this as easy as I thought? And so you can kind of spiral the other way. And so I think, you know, I suppose 
I suppose there that's why mindset is such a key part and I know we're going to talk about that mm. um but I think you know it's almost like checking your reality around what what this looks like and I know mm-hmm. in the online space you know we've seen a big swing from you know or almost a big swing to the energetics and who you have to be and an embodiment side of things and then we kind of left the strategy behind a little bit and we've seen a swing kind of back to strategy in very recent times and I think you know I'm a big believer in both end rather than like one or the other yes Um, and you know I think it's almost like this reality check around okay well this is going to require more from me if I'm going to be taking my business to the next level that requires more from me as a leader and a business owner and you know how I'm running my business it's going to require you know a, a higher level and not more as in like more time or, you know, necessarily more in that it's going to be, you know, we're going to take you straight to burnout. The whole point of scaling, you know, sustainably is not to get to that point, Mm. but it, but more from you in terms of like who you need to be and step up into in order to lead your business in a new and different way, as well as, you know, also at the same time, kind of not overcomplicating it as well. And so I feel like there's just this real balance in business for anything, Um, and I suppose it depends on where you're at and what you're looking at, but in terms of the misconceptions, it's like, it is so possible for you to scale your business and to do that in a way that is sustainable. That means that, you know, you're not getting to a point of burnout that is going to help you achieve your goals in terms of what, you know, your income is and your profit is and, and then what that means for your lifestyle. Mm. Um, but it will also require work and it will require a different level of thinking from you and, and a different um, way of approaching your business. And so it's balancing those two things. Mm. I think there too is like being able to give yourself permission to know that you're going to, you too are hitting another growth stage, right? Mm. So the example that I use is when I started to scale, you know, I did have to, for my business and the way it was going and for what I wanted, bring on team members. Mm-hmm. And when I brought in team members, the podcast I had heard and the reviews and blogs whatever I heard is that as a CEO, it is now your job to manage team. Mm-hmm. So here I was like, okay, I've got to manage these team members. I'm going to make them happy. I've got to like, as if like, I've got to talk to them at like, as if it's a real job, water cooler. Hi, how's your day going? But in my head, I'm like, just do your fucking job. Like, I don't want a fucking <laughs> water cooler, Right. Yeah. But more so than ever, freelancers, contractors love the water cooler talk, right? Because they're home alone, bored, shitless, right? And they're not getting <laughs> any stimuli. And I was like, oh gosh, I'm failing as a CEO because I, I can't hold the space for these people, but I need these people. And then I was like, fuck it. Do you know what I mean? I had to start giving zero fucks about what, you know what I mean? The Amy Porterfield and everyone was talking about. And I was like, I have to do it my way. Mm. And I had to learn to give myself grace that just because other big wigs were doing it that way doesn't mean that I have to do it this way. And so I then brought on like an online business manager and I took away my role of people management and gave it to her because I was like, I'm not good at it. I suck at it. And I'm actually compromising my business because of it. And so don't be afraid that if you choose to scale and you're ready to scale, that even what you hear today might not be the way for you. You might take bits and bobs away today, but just always know, stay true to you 
uh, and you get to build your business and have it evolve the way that works for you and fuck everyone else really, because it's <laughs> like, you know, but again, for me, I guess I know it's long winded, but it's like giving yourself permission to do it your way was something that I wish someone would have told me earlier on in the scaling, scaling phase, because I, I was trying to do it like everyone else. And I just doesn't work. Uh, I just, I love that advice. And I think this is where like self-awareness is so key. And, you know, when you, you know yourself, you can then ask for help in the way that you need help and you can run your business in the way that is going to work best for you, Mm. which is obviously why, you know, people so often say, you know, business is such a big personal development journey because you don't know what you don't know until you're put in a position where you do have to manage people, right? And it's almost like, whoa, okay, this is something I, I didn't know I was was good at or wasn't good at and maybe I can structure this in a different way. And I always think, you know, I always encourage my clients to come to anything in business, especially anything new that you're doing with like this sense of holding it lightly, like mm. we'll we'll do our best, you know, we'll set it up in the best way we can right now, but it will probably change and evolve and you will improve and it will get better. And, mm-hmm. and that's the beauty of doing it, but we still have to start somewhere. Yeah, totally. 100%. And that's the thing is it's a journey. Everything is startup stage, growth stage, scale stage. They're all journeys. And just when you get to scale stage, there'll be another thing you've got to learn, right? Yeah. So it never stops. Now, what do you find or what have you seen when working with your clients? Are, they, are the key foundations necessary for scaling your business? So that person's gone, yep, I've looked at my why. I understand the misconceptions and I actually do want to scale. Again, what are those key foundations that they should be considering? Mm, so I think the first thing that you know any kind of business and scaling is built on is, okay, well, what is the model that I'm scaling? And mm-hmm you know, what has got you to this point is probably not what's going to get you to the next point. And there's going to be either a new offer that you need to create or, you know, a different way of working within the current offers that you have so that you can take that to scale. So it's about really looking at at your business model and making some really intentional changes around, okay, well, this is what my offers are going to be. This is how I'm going to scale it. Mm -hmm. Something that I see people do is go, oh, I really want to scale my business and this is the income goal that I want to hit. And then it doesn't go much further than that or it Mm. kind of you kind of skip that kind of foundational stage and people aren't even looking at, okay, well, what's my capacity? What are my prices? What are my current offers? Is it like what's my upper limit here? Like we need to kind of get really clear on the numbers and go, Mm. okay, if this is the goal, if this is scaling, what's that income next income goal we're working towards? And does your offer suite actually allow you to hit that income goal and mm-hmm. getting really clear on what those numbers look like and then what the gap is between where you're at now and where you want to be? And sometimes it might be even surprising. It might only take a few small tweaks to get to that place or it might be, oh, I need a whole new offer here or a whole new way of working here. And, you know, these are the changes that I need to make to get me to this point. And you've got to kind of know what the gap is before you can kind of create the plan to close the gap. Yeah, no, I love that. And and one of the ways that I know we do with our clients is when they come on board is I've got a revenue calculator where we plug in all of their current offers. What are they currently priced at? And then it tells us, do you mean how much that hourly rate is, how much their monthly is, how much their yearly is. And what we are found so often is that really sometimes you can actually reach your revenue goal just by reviewing your pricing. Mm. 
mm-hmm. right? Like it's literally, you don't need to take on any more lead gen. You don't need to go and do any more, anything that you're not already doing. You just need a price increase. But like often people, and I'll be saying, when was the last time you had a price increase? 18 months ago? Yeah. Two years ago? And I'm like, <laughs> and then obviously then there's other things that we, and we'll talk more about this too, about mindset, right? And then sometimes like, no, I can't possibly increase my prices. What will people think? right? Mm, yeah. Or what will I do? You know, and it's like, no, 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 you can. And so but again, you when it comes to pricing, in my opinion, you also have to be energetically aligned with that over whatever price you decide. So it's no good me saying bump it to this. Yeah, if you're not gonna because you won't be able to close, right? So it's there's so many variables. But yes, pricing to me is one of those fun little things. But again, people don't make the time to sit down and look at pricing to realize that, oh, it's only a few little things here with pricing and I could actually be at that next revenue goal without having yeah. to go and do more work or hire more team. But exactly. speaking of mindset blocks, some of those to which I just talked about, do you know what I mean? Oh, I can't possibly increase my pricing. What will people think, et cetera. What are the biggest mindset blocks holding businesses back? Have you seen from scaling and how do they overcome them? Yeah, great. So I think pricing is definitely one and that's, you know, looking at, okay, you know, what am, what are, what are the prices need to be or what am I working towards and how can I get there in a sustainable way? And I, I also teach pricing energetics around, you know, being energetically aligned with your prices. Mm-hmm. I think the other ones that often come up with, you know, my clients and, you know, my community is this like belief that you're going to be someone you know, different at Uh that level, like, you know, like it's, you're going to change your whole personality, you know? And I I always say to people like, you'll just be you, but you know, with more money in the bank, or you'll just be you with more, you know, payment notifications coming through your email. Like you're not going to fundamentally change as a human because you've scaled your business. Right. Mm. And it's, and yes, there are things around like, oh, okay, actually the CEO or the business owner who does, you know, scale their business, they have some habits that I might not have right now. Like for instance, you know, prioritizing planning, like you were talking about, Yeah. but fundamentally you're still going to be the same human. And I think there's this fear and I, and I think it comes down to the money mindset kind of stuff around like, you know, this, this belief that we have in our society that money is bad or evil. And it's Mm. just like, it's, it's not true. We need more money in the hands of, you know, more heart-centered people who are going to invest and circulate that money in a way that, you know, betters humanity, right? Like we want to see, we want to see good people have more money. Um, And money is just, you know, is, is neutral. It's how you use it that, Mm that changes it. So, I think, um, you know, that kind of comes down again to money mindset. And then there's another one, which I think I kind of mentioned imposter syndrome before, like, who am I to do this? And, yes. you know, and and often, you know, I was a life coach before I was a business coach and, um, you know, self-worth, I find, is at the root of so many mm-hmm. mindset blocks When whenever it kind of comes up you know, that kind of surface level of this is the thing that's blocking me. When we dig down into it, it's like, I don't believe I'm worthy of that for uh-huh. whatever reason, or I'm not enough for whatever reason. Uh-huh. And that not enoughness plays out in our business in so many ways. And it plays out in this arena too of like, you know, I'm not smart enough to do that, or, you know, I'm not um, professional enough to do that, or I'm not, you know, polished enough to do it, whatever it is, right? We all have these things that you know, that we uh, have been, 
you know, has been ingrained in us that that hold us back. But it's coming back to that kind of sense of, you know, who am I to do this uh, mm-hmm. kind of belief. And so I think that's also a big one that comes up. You know, and again, interesting again, but that enoughness, what we think when we're in business, that worthiness is very surface level. Mm. But as you said, it's been ingrained in us for years. And some, depending on what you believe, will say that it's been ingrained in us in centuries, right? Mm -hmm. And so, you know, past lives, again, I don't want to go too crazy on us all, but depending (laughs) on what you believe, but I also feel I would be negligent not to think that for those that do think that, do you know what I mean? So whether or not it's just what's happened in your current life or past lives, the reality of it is, is, our brain, again, our subconscious brain has been conditioned to subconsciously keep telling us that we're not enough. And therefore, this is when these blocks start to show up. And that's where, again, scaling your business can be quite difficult if you don't go and work on the inner work. So the inner work to me is, and I say this all the time, is just as important as creating your business strategy and your goals. Like they go hand in hand. One's not better than the other. Yeah. Yeah. I so agree. Um, Now, when we think about, I know we've mentioned team here. Right. And in my instance, I was like, okay, I knew I needed a team in order to take me off some of the doing tools per se and free me up to allow myself to do my zone of genius. What are your thoughts about if you scale, do you necessarily need a a team or a big team in order to make that happen? So, no, I don't think you need a team or or a big team to scale. It will depend on your time and the amount of time that you have. So I'm like you, I have a team that have helped me to scale as well. And that's predominantly because me scaling my business also coincided with me becoming a mum. And so I went, oh, I have a lot less time. And if I want to keep building my business and growing my business, I'm going to need to outsource here. And so I think the key takeaway there is going, okay, well, you know, what am I currently spending my time doing? And are there pieces here that actually my time would be better spent, you know, doing something else? I don't think you need a team of like eight people to scale. You might have, you know, someone who comes and works with you for like five, 10 hours a month initially that can free you up from doing some of those tasks that you do all the time, or even, you know, someone to come in and help you set up some automations that, you know, like really just take that time off your hands because I know so many business owners, you know, if you've grown your business quite quickly, you know, you might not have those backend systems and processes that are actually going to automate some of that stuff and save you time anyway. So it's almost like before you even get to team, is there things that you can automate that will save you time? Mm -hmm. And then, you know, and then if there's other things you want to outsource to kind of free up your time so that you can focus on working on your business and focus on the scaling of your business, then that's where you might, you know, bring on some team members. And again, that self-awareness is so key. You know, I know my first team member that I brought on at the time, it was very much one of those, like, I think I need help with these things. And when she came on board, uh, it was excellent. It was amazing. And I, you know, I had to learn very quickly how to delegate, which is a skill that you have to learn when you, you know, uh, start bringing on team. 100%. But but she was, um, her kind of zone of genius was copywriting as well as, you know, doing the normal kind of admin VA tasks. And so she's actually ended up being my content manager. And now we have a VA on the team as well who does the admin side of things and she focuses on the content. And the reason why that's so helpful for me is having had that experience, we kind of developed this role where I went, actually, this is the thing that 
is taking up so much of my brain space and so much of my time. And actually, if I can outsource some of that where I can just jump into, you know, a message to her and be like, hey, can we write an email that talks about X, Y, Z? These are the things I want it to say. And she'll actually create it in a way that sounds good. Uh (laughs) And I don't have to sit down and write it. Like for me, that saves me so much time. But that's very specific to me and my needs. And Uh And I think, you know, I didn't necessarily know that going in. And we've kind of, I've kind of learned that along the way. And so I would, you know, anybody who's going, okay, I want to scale and I think I need some help here. I would kind of just think about, okay, what are the things that you can easily hand over to someone? And then also kind of be open to this journey of like becoming more self-aware around what it is that is taking up so much of your time and your brain space. And can you bring people on who will, you know, really help you in those spaces? Um, because that's going to then free you up to go, okay, well, my job is to be the leader of the business, to come up with a strategy, to execute that strategy, you know, and this is my, these are my zones of genius. And I want to, um, I want to outsource these things that are just taking me way too long and holding me back from doing the things I need to, that are going to move the needle forward. And sometimes again, I've found, and I've talked on the podcast is sometimes when you start identifying what all these tasks are and how much time they're taking, sometimes outsourcing in your home is the first thing you outsource. Mm, So it could be that like, um, you know, I encourage my clients to literally write for three days, everything that they do down on a piece of paper, right? Mm -hmm. From school pickup, school drop-off, laundry, washing, folding, um, grocery list writing, putting groceries away, cutting up veggies, like the whole thing. And more often than not, I find that it's the home stuff, the toilet bowl cleaning, all of that that even if they could outsource two to three hours a week of that and gain their time back, it actually can also be cheaper and be more efficient. Let me explain. Someone coming in to clean your house, you don't have to teach them how to clean a toilet bowl. They know how already to do that. They don't need an SOP. They don't need step-by-step instructions. And if they do, well, then you've found the wrong cleaner. All right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but so some, so versus when you do hire a new person, most hires for a VA or whatever will fail, not because they don't know what they're doing, but because we fail to train them. Mm-hmm. All right. So sometimes when you're in that state of like overwhelmed and you know, you have to need to outsource and you need to gain back hours, think about what you can let go of in home. And more often than not, it's cheaper. Don't need SOPs. It's more efficient. And again, you can move quicker in your business. Just to kind of my two thoughts on that. Oh uh, yeah. I so agree. The first thing I outsourced was cleaning in the house. Um, yep. And, you know, that was actually the, I got that as a gift for my baby shower, which was just like the best baby shower gift ever before my first was born. And uh, we kept her on because I was like, oh my goodness, this is saving me so much time. And it's, it's like the, it is, as you say, one of the easiest things to outsource because it requires very, (laughs) very little from you uh, other than, you know, like a, Hey, this is, this is what I would like you to clean today. <laughs> Here's the keys. This is a list of everything that I need you to do. And yeah, yeah don't fuck yeah. with me. Thank you. Have a great yeah. day. Right. So now this has been awesome because I know there's a lot of people out there that sit on that kind of fence. Do I scale? Do I not scale? What should I do? Should I not do? Where do I start? So you've given some really practical advice today. I've uh, even just getting them thinking about why are they doing what are they doing? Do you know what I mean? Nothing else. So yeah. I appreciate your time today. I appreciate your awesomeness. For those listeners wanting to get connect and get some more of you, where can they find you? They can find me uh, on Instagram is the best place. So Beck 
Dotcazillo on Instagram and you can find my podcast as well, which, you know, we've got uh, our uh, interview on there, yes. uh, Feminine Fire with Bet Cazillo. So you can come on over. Uh, there's over 100 episodes and uh, Angela's episode will be there for you too. Um, yes. So come on over, have a listen. That's probably the best place to kind of get a bit of a feel for my work. And um, then you can come and, you know, come and connect with me on Instagram. I'd love to hear too, you know, if you've taken anything away from this episode today, then come on over and jump into my DMs. I love uh, hanging out there and, and having conversations. So feel free to jump on over and share with me what you got out of this conversation today. Gosh, I love it. And you're just like I said, you're a wealth of knowledge, good energy to be around. So if you're wanting a little bit more of Beck in your world, we will make sure that we've got all of our links in the show notes for you to access. And just a reminder that my team and I will be putting together the show notes for this at AngelaHenderson.com.au. So you can head there, head to this episode and get all of Beck's links. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already on Spotify or Apple. Again, this will be help you to be one of the first to know when our new episodes drop. And if you haven't already left me a review, please do so. It puts a smile on my dial. But for now, you amazing human have a good day no matter where you are in the world and i look forward to you joining me for another episode of the angela henderson online business show thanks again beck thank you thanks for listening to the angela henderson online business show www.angelahenderson.com.au